Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but also thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. As a recap, last season, we focused on change management and helping our listeners understand how to positively influence the change they want to see in their organization. This season, our fourth season, we're focusing on some of the important aspects facing many organizations today regarding the future of work. Recently on Survive and Thrive, I interviewed Kate Hall, a project leader primarily focused on change management. Together, we discussed her professional experience in consulting and how companies can focus on company culture, empathy, and psychological safety to survive and thrive in the future of work. To hear more about Kate's views on these topics, you can listen to our interview podcast in episode 33, season four. Through our discussion, I was reminded of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. While written in the 1930s, it's a highly regarded resource that focuses on ways to generate positive relationships with others and work and one's personal life. It aims to teach the practice of dealing with people and communicating with them effectively, a large part of what workforce leaders strive to accomplish. I'm sure many of us have either read the book or have heard of it. Carnegie encourages readers to approach communication by considering the point of view of the other person. Isn't that something simple to consider? Its lessons also focus on human beings commonly being discussed as having shared desires like the feeling of being important, having individualized value, and being cared about by the people we choose to let into our lives. Today, I'd like to re-examine the book with the modern knowledge we have available to us, our data resources and studies, to see how its lessons hold up. Additionally, I'd like to extrapolate its lessons to see how leaders can practice effective communication with their workers to strengthen their bonds, improve employee retention, and thrive in the future of work. In my interview with Kate, she brought up how recently people have realized that life is short and want to spend their time working in environments where they feel valued. Fortunately, leaders can convey value to their employees using the information on human nature and positive relationship in Carnegie's book. Its principles have stood the test of time likely due to them being built on the psychological aspects of human nature. According to the book, people can build positive relationships through conversational techniques that play into other people's interests, especially their interests in themselves. Much of it focuses on the value of being a good listener, as humans naturally enjoy talking about themselves and their personal interests. This idea holds up today. As a recent study by the Harvard University Social Cognitive and Effective Neuroscience Lab suggests that self-disclosure is intrinsically rewarding, implicating areas of the brain associated with reward, pleasurable feelings, and motivational states. Therefore, encouraging your staff to talk about themselves and their perspectives can strengthen your bond with them, demonstrate that you care for their concerns and experiences, and above all, make them feel connected. Additionally, the book highlights how people desire the feeling of being important, expressing genuine appreciation for people and their skills, 
not only makes them like you, but also can help them feel valued. This will encourage them to put more effort into doing well and receiving the additional praise. This claim is supported by today's workforce trends as well. A study by Reward Gateway even suggested that 63% of employees would prefer to work for a company with a culture where people were praised and thanked regularly for doing a good job than for companies that paid 10% more but did not offer praise. If you haven't already listened, I suggest you go back to our episode on gratitude in Season 4, Episode 3. To practice these methods of communication in terms of other self-interest, you must aim to see things from the other person's point of view. So how can leaders apply these ideas in 2022? Now in the wake of the Great Resignation, leaders can improve their workers' retention by making a conscious effort to facilitate a workplace where employees feel valued and comfortable. But still, as a leader, there will be undoubtedly times when you need to address uncomfortable situations with your employees and ask them to make changes to improve their work and their behavior to benefit their organization. Providing constructive criticism is very necessary for leading a team, and approaching these topics with consideration for your employees' point of view can help. For example, in the book, it talks about people being generally more receptive to criticism after receiving positive praise. Therefore, appreciating your employees' strengths and some of the actions they've attempted to make in a critical conversation can sometimes soften the blow when they're about to get some more constructive criticism. Additionally, some employees benefit from being told when they've excelled in a certain area. It highlights an example that they already know how to complete and can replicate again. This idea is supported in the results of a study by Office Vibe, which suggested that 82% of employees appreciate positive and negative feedback. Empathy is also identified as necessary for effective leadership. Boy, have we talked a lot about empathy on this show before. One of the best conversations I had on this topic focused on how we can be empathetic but still be professional at work. The way we would empathize with a friend looks different than it does for a team member, for example. A friend of mine may want kind words and a hug, but an employee may need kind words and a plan of attack. So let's say, for example, that a team member has recently been turning in some subpar work. Traditional office culture may look like pulling this employee aside and demanding better work or even criticizing them. However, I remember one time I had a great employee who was struggling to get her work done. And when I asked her what was going on and just took a moment to explore versus unloading some of my frustration, I learned that at that moment in time, she was dealing with something personal and it was creating some barriers for her to be able to focus. So having a little empathy and placing yourself in your coworker or team member's position and coming from a place of curiosity can help open up a dialogue that reveals some other things that might be going on and also provide you a way to discover a need that they might be feeling in order to be able to achieve what they need to in the workplace. Finding ways that both boost the company and the employee is a great way to make them receptive to this change. 
According to a 2018 survey by North Star Meeting Groups, 47% of employees want to get a personalized incentive. Therefore, bringing up beneficial incentives like a professional growth opportunity that can be achieved with corrective action can make your employee more likely to make the positive change. Of course, none of these tips matter if you lack sincerity in your words and actions. Carnegie's book constantly reminds readers to practice sincerity in their interactions with others. For leaders to apply Carnegie's practices, sincerity means to actually care or take action about the people that you're leading. In my discussion with Kate, she discussed a time when she was feeling unable to put her best effort into what she was doing, basically because of a personal situation that she was managing. Because of her strong relationship with her employer, she felt comfortable communicating her situation at that time. By showing some sincere empathy for Kate's situation, her employer helped her to feel some psychological safety as a member of the organization. We discussed the importance of psychological safety in Season 4, Episode 11 with Dr. Amber Tishner. It was an absolutely fascinating conversation, and I feel like every listener should check it out. You don't need to have a degree in psychology to have this effect on your staff. Instead, it must become integral to part of your communication style. If you want to provide sincere feedback, you must first start with building a sincere relationship. Employees in 2022 care more about how they will feel as a member of the organization than just the pay that they're receiving. After all, what separates your firm from all other ones in your field is going to be very important in terms of creating that sense of belonging. Sure, size comes into play here, but there can be multiple organizations of similar sizes, all drawing from the same talent pool. So what makes your company different from some of the others that are craving that great talent that you are? Even now, almost 90 years after the book was written, It contains helpful tips and insights that we can still draw from. And by applying some of its practices, you may discover some interesting ways to help support your employees in the workplace. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining this week's episode of Survive and Thrive Podcast. Remember, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive.